and welcome to Tear the Roof Off, the Upstream Health Solutions. Today I'm joined with Lori Hammer and Dr. Chris Molda. And we want to talk to you guys about living in a post-corona world with a Christian perspective. Take it away, Chris. Thanks, Britt. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I was having a great conversation with a patient who works at a hospital, who works in the psych ward, and she was just talking about how all of these people, even the doctors and nurses, are, are struggling living in a world where viruses are on your mind all the time. And in particular, death is on people's mind a lot right now. And what she noticed is that a lot of people are struggling with the fear of death and with being afraid of catching a virus that quite honestly, even if you catch it, you're going to be fine. 99.9% um, .9 of people survive the coronavirus, and she knows this and was just surprised at how many people were struggling just to live a normal life. And um, so we had that conversation in the office, and I wanted to bring that kind of conversation here in the podcast and um, talk about it from a Christian perspective, because it's an, a really interesting opportunity, not just in health, but also in terms of our Christian faith and even evangelization and sharing our hope um with people uh so it's a really it's a really opportune time for us to be talking about this and for people to um to get this message uh so what are your initial thoughts on on this topic Lori? seeing as how i'm dropping it on you yeah no i think i think it's a very valid topic to to address because even my clients that my virtual clients i had a couple of them yesterday and they were they were crying because they're missing that that physical contact, that that mm. you know, intimacy with people, and so they were struggling with anxiety and depression during this time because they're not in contact with anyone. And then, is it okay to go and be in contact? Because my one client was talking that she didn't even post any pictures from her birthday party um, that she had with one friend and her husband and their dog because her friend had posted something in regards to their birthday earlier and she just got slammed on Facebook. Like, why aren't you social distancing and you're creating this problem. And so a lot of shaming and a lot of like cyber bullying, if you want to call it in this post Corona era, if, you yeah. know, if you can even call it that it's so bizarre and you know, not that you don't even have to be a believer to be okay with being next to someone. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's so weird that all of a sudden we were created for intimacy and then the intimacy was taken away from us. Yeah. Yeah. And the unfortunate reality is, is that people are being treated like they have the plague, whether it's right. intentional or it's unintentional. All of this fear is creating this dynamic of shaming people um, who, who, who caught the coronavirus. For no fault of their own, they just caught the coronavirus because it's a virus. We have what is it? As if we can count them, but like 380 trillion viruses in our environment. Depends on what's going on in the environment, in the world, in your body, in the season, and all yeah. those kind of the the sunspots. I mean, it just depends on what's going on, yeah. what virus is going to express, and what people are going to catch. It's just part of our world. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I think there's two things going on. One is is, is that. Um, you have people who, who we've been trained for decades to be afraid of bacteria, to be afraid mm -hmm. of virus. And the nice thing is that right now, science is showing us how we don't need to be afraid of them. 
how we're made and created with nature to live in communion with nature. Like you said, we're made for communion. We're made to be with each other and we're made to be with bacteria and viruses. I love pointing out to people that we're made up of 6 trillion cells. We're made up of 60 billion bacteria and we're made up of 380 trillion viruses. Right. You know, we love listening to Dr. Zach Bush and, and one of Brittany's favorite quotes of his was, is that there are more viruses in and on you today than there are stars in the sky. Which is blows your mind. And so we're not afraid of the stars. They were created right. there, there. They could explode at any moment, right? right. We're not afraid of that. Well, yeah. Maybe some people are, but the general majority <laughs> of people aren't. And so we have to, we have this symbiosis with all these living creatures in our environment and we shouldn't be afraid of them and we live in a fallen world it is what it is yeah. there's going to be a viral expression when when god created everything everything was at a homeostatic level everything lived in symbiosis and everything was happy with each other and then we had the fall yeah. and so this is a reality of the fall and we're not to live in fear we're to live in hope because thank goodness this isn't our final destination Right? right. If you are a Christian and you know, the Lord is the Lord of your life, you, you spend eternity in heaven. There are no virus. Maybe there's viruses. in it. I don't know, but there's none that are going to be invading us and causing disease and those kind of things. And if we live in fear, like who was, who I'm trying to think of who was talking about the higher vibration. I think it was Dr. Buttar talking about a higher vibration. And that's what I always tell my client. Like if you live at a higher vibration, like if you live in love and hope and peace, because that's a high vibration. What's, what's the highest vibration It's love because God is love. And so if we live at that high vibration, there's less chance that disease is going to invade our body. If we live in fear and anxiety and angst and all that kind of stuff that vibrates ourselves at a different level because every emotion is a different vibration and emotions cause disease or they create healing. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I always struggled with this as a doctor um, and being um, Christian and reading the Bible and knowing stories of the Bible and knowing about spiritual healing like yours, right? You had an amazing spiritual healing. And when you're a doctor and you're a healer, I, don't, I always, I've always been interested in those biblical stories. I've always been interested in spiritual healing because to me, it seems, I don't know if I want to say it's more real, but it's like, it's, it's more impactful. When Jesus heals, it's like, you're healed. It's almost like, it's like, just like you were healed, you're healed, boom, done, healed, done. right? Mm -hmm. right. Um, whereas we work a lot slower, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like our process is a process. We're working with nature where it's not a miraculous healing. It's, it's more of, Hey, you know, we, we're trying to, you know, we're, we're trying to work with nature. We're trying to work with your body. We're trying to understand um, what's gotten in the way of God's plan for your life and your health. Yeah. Identify it and then take action on that and remove it. Um, but I've always been fascinated with spiritual healing because there's a lot of spiritual healing and emotional healing that needs to take place in order for people to actually heal their body. And, and I, I find that really interesting and fascinating. And obviously we're not, we're not trained in that way. We're trained more in the physical, physical mm -hmm. health, not in the emotional, spiritual health. Um, but I just, it's so vital and it's so interesting. And I think that that's one of the reasons why people um, are so fearful today is, is they don't have that spiritual foundation. 
you know, right. even Christians, right? You know, I'm Christian, you're Christian, my wife is Christian. And, you know, we still have those moments of fear. We still struggle with the, oh my gosh, what if this is a killer virus? What if I do catch something? What if something bad does happen to me? Um, but we are, I, me and Brittany, we always go back to that belief and that understanding that, um, Britt, what's your favorite um, verse from Jeremiah? 29, 11 through 13. Which is? For I know the plans I have in mind for you, says the Lord, for your welfare, not your woe, to give so, you a future full of hope. One of the things that when we got married, Brittany had a habit of was just putting scripture verses all over the place on, on sticky notes, which is uh -huh. a good habit, right? Um, I, I don't know. We just constantly put those in, 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 our, in our view, in our life, to remind us to let it go. Yeah, you have to. You have to because... The Lord didn't give us a spirit of fear, right? It tells us in Timothy, he gave us the spirit of love, power, and sound mind. So when we're living in fear, we're, we're living in a spirit that came straight from the pit of hell, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and it, Yeah, and I will say this from personal experience, it's hard to let that go. I don't even know why. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but it's like, you might think you want hope, <laughs> but when you're in the fear, it's so hard to let it go and to, and to hold on to hope. And you see that. I see that when I have conversations with people who are in fear and you offer them that, that opportunity to, to let it go and to be like, no, you can hope. Look at all of the things in nature, all the things we just talked about that can give you hope. It's so hard to hold on to that. Yeah, yeah. And I often wonder, you know, why do, because it's a choice. You can choose to live yeah. in fear, you can choose to live in faith. And why, why does it seem easier to live in fear when it's actually so much harder in the long run and then if you start living in faith, people are like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah. why aren't you scared? Why aren't you this? You know, when, when I was going through my cancer, um, that diagnosis that week when I got diagnosed until I knew I was healed, you know, people are like, what if the Lord doesn't heal you? Because I was like, I was reading all the healing scriptures, reading all the healing stories. You know, the Lord just impressed upon me the whole entire time. Like the woman who touched the hem of his garment, right? That's you. Your faith has made you well. And people say, well, are you saying you have more faith than somebody else? Are you saying that your faith is better than my faith? Because I wasn't healed. People like get really angry when you live in faith. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, they really it's do. so eye-opening to me. And I wasn't prepared for that. And I think that's the case now. Like sh we should be living in fear because this is what we're supposed to do, right? Yeah. Because this is what we've been told to do. But when we're living in faith, people get ticked off. And and that's where we, we need to be living. That's where we were created to live, was to live in that faith, was to live in that hope and that love and that joy. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's what we're supposed to be filled with and overflowing so that people catch it. Like, I always think of it as a rainstorm where you can't even soak all of that up, and it just has to go to other people. Mm. That's my hope. You know, people yeah. walk into my office is never just about, you know, nutrition. It's like, what hope can I give them that they don't have currently? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I always pray and I always hope that the people who come into my office and come in contact with me are there because God is bringing them to me. And there's something that I need to share with them about him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's always a divine appointment in my, in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You said something and made me think, and I can't can't remember now. She did the same thing to me, and I can't remember it either. 
it was inspired by it again it was an inspired monologue that's what it was Mm -hmm. um man i don't want to have any dead space here that's not what you don't you don't want to have dead space on a podcast you don't have dead space no and i always think of like in deuteronomy 28 you know when we are living in hope and love and and not in fear and when you're not in fear you have the ability to obey like what does the lord tell us to do you get to move forward, you get to move forward in obedience, you get to move forward in giving, you get to move forward in health, you know, you get to move forward in fasting. He says, when you give, when you pray, when you, when you fast, all those things is like, you get to move forward. And I always go back to Deuteronomy 28 and is it okay if I read it? Of course. Okay. So it says in Deuteronomy 28, if you fully obey the Lord and you carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord will God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, you will experience all the blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as a holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord that you will, and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations and you will never need to borrow from them. You, if you listen to these commands of the Lord that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never the bottom. You must not turn away from these commands I'm giving you today, nor follow after any other gods and worship them. And when I read that, I'm thinking that was before, that was the old covenant. And now we have even a better covenant. Like we don't have to live in fear. If we follow the Lord, he just said everything in our life was going to be blessed. And it doesn't necessarily mean like you're living in a mansion, you're driving a Ferrari and you're all those kind of things, but it means that your life is going to be beautiful. And so when we live in fear, we bring that dark cloud in. And I believe fear is disobedience. And when you look at that, you look at all the verses on fear, I think you can draw that conclusion is like, that's disobeying in a sense, the blessing of the Lord. Like you're saying, I'm choosing to live here and not receive that blessing when I could choose to live over here and receive all the things that you promised me. Because there's 7,000 promises in the Bible. I think it's important to say, though, that emotions are not sin. No, like, exactly. And emotion, an emotional reaction, emotional response is not a sin. It's the, it's the action based from that. So to fear, to be afraid, right, isn't not a sin is not a sin. It's not um, removing God's grace from you. It's when you pursue that, you know, you go down that rabbit hole or you, you respond out of fear um, and you start to live your life out of fear. That's when you're, you're separating yourself from God to a certain extent. Um, yeah, not even still know. calling that a sin. It's just, you put yourself in, like you're saying, Brittany, in that separation. Um, yeah, sin is is different than I think living separated. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like 
Like it's like we do things that open doors or that keep us from that right relationship just because of our emotions. And that's one thing I work with all my clients on. If you can balance the things physically, then a lot of times they're able to go into that emotion and correct that fear or correct that anxiety. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Absolutely. You know, I, I, uh, <clears throat> so part of, part of my health history was I've battled with anxiety my entire life. And I'd gotten to the point where I felt like, well, to your extent, I was being disobedient or it was a reflection of my faith in God uh, because right. there was a lack of trust there. There was, a, there was a, a certain amount of, well, at the end of the day, what ended up happening was is there, there was a certain was amount a of- wound there was a wound, but there was also a certain expectation of what my life was supposed to be like. Sure. You know, and so when you talk about God's blessings and you talk about, you know, what God will do for us and how God will take care of us, my biggest stumbling block was always about expectation mm -hmm. and also my image of God and who he was to me. And at the time, while I was in my 20s and when I went, while I was in my twenties, I still had the understanding. Uh, my understanding of God was that of a, what, like a five or six year old. Like I never really grew in my faith. I never really grew in my relationship with God. And so, so all of this distrust and all these expectations were more like what you would expect from Santa Claus than they were from God. Right. Right. All these contingencies on, Hey, I'll pray and I'll be good if you do this for me, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that that's much different than having the expectation of God sit, God protecting you, mm -hmm. God taking care of you and just, and being okay with whatever he, whatever he brings to you and knowing that that's the blessing and accepting that blessing and yeah. not being disappointed because you didn't get the Ferrari. I think right. it kind of comes back to the point of the podcast, you know, tear the roof off and the upstream health solution is, is that we, um, we know that God can bring us to suffering to bring out glory and to bring out good. Right. And so, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't look like that, um, that amazing, you know, um, life, that mansion, that Ferrari, that, you know, everything's fine and I never have to worry about anything or wonder if I'm going to be able to feed my family or, you know, pay my bills or whatever. Sometimes it's God helps us by, um, by bringing us through a struggle so that, um, he can, um, you know, bring us blessing and, and, um, provide for us and, and grow and we can grow in our deeper relationship with him. Um, and I think that, um, it definitely, I think we've all experienced that in our own healing journey. Um, yeah. So. We all can be Job. Right. We all can be Job. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And, and knowing that the Lord is, his intent is never to harm us. Um, you know, he doesn't give us disease. He doesn't give us these things, but he, when it does happen to us, he, like it says in Romans eight, all things that work out for the good of those who are called according to his purpose, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing that can separate us from that love. There's nothing that can separate us from him being with us unless we choose to separate ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important to, you know, you know, bringing it back to 
this post COVID world and all the fear that people have, um, we are blessed to know that, that, like you said, this isn't the end and we don't have to fear death. And again, when we say as Christians, that saying we don't fear death doesn't mean that we're not afraid of dying still. You know, we don't, we still feel, we're still, we're still people. We still have these emotions. We still doubt. Um, but we live with that hope that there's more to this world. And so that being said, in terms of our practices, you know, my goal isn't to keep people from dying. My goal is to, is to help people live the life that they're meant to live. And that's a very different way of thinking about health than the majority of people in healthcare and who seek out healthcare, right? They're trying to avoid a tragedy. They're trying to avoid death or they're trying to, to, to avoid um, this progression that they're seeing, which is fine, which is totally fine. I get that. Like when you're in the middle of the storm, all you want to do is get out of the storm. Right. But from, from a, Hey, once you're out of the storm, how do you live your life? How do you, how do you practice healthcare? This idea that this isn't the end, you know, our destination is after death. Um, plays a big part in our faith and our hope and how we're able to be free to live our life. And that's the key, the freedom, because we have so much freedom in Christ, right? We have so much freedom in our salvation. And I think the biggest thing right now is our freedoms are being taken from us and that causes fear. Like that, I mean, I, I, when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That, that brings fear to me too. Like, how can you take that from me? Because that's my God-given right. That's what it says in our constitution. And to, to live in that fear or to even like contemplate that fear, like you might take my kids away from me because we may be COVID positive. Seriously. Um, that does, you do have to like work through that. And, yeah. and you know, people like my immune system stinks. Am I going to get COVID and am I going to die? And so bringing, when people come into your office or my office, like, giving them hope that, hey, we can build your body up, right? We can strengthen that immune system. We can do all that we can in the natural and then help them to, to grab onto what is in the supernatural, what is in, in, in their faith and in their hope. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, God created us with, a, with an amazing immune system, defense mechanism. We can trust in that. Yeah. We were created perfect. Amazing. I mean, just look at your fingernail. Like, how does it not grow to like 16 inches? You know what I mean? (laughs) Just little things like that. How's your tongue know when to stop? Like growing. Why did, how did it stop? Well, you know, we know what I'm saying. Like your hair is going to keep growing, but there's certain things in your body that stop. You know, my hair stopped growing at some point. (laughs) It's it. I'm so sorry, Chris. (laughs) In heaven, you may have a full head. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. It's, there's this beautiful. I the the reason why I became a doctor at the end of the day was just because this awe of nature, this awe of the human body and the human experience, and just how you can see God in how were we how we were created. And I know Brittany always loves to point out the fact that even on a cellular level, our body tells a story, and that story is we were made for community. We were made for each other. We were made for God. Um, we were made for the Trinity. Uh, mm-hmm. 
we were made for each other and that's what our body longs for. We long for this authentic relationship with other people and our God. And it's just, it's, it's really cool to see and it's really cool to participate um, in God's plan for, for how our bodies were meant to be. Yeah. Oh, here's my, um, my wrap up question to you guys. What is the one thing that you wish that Christians could um, embrace in this um, post this this post COVID world? Um, what's the one truth that you wish they would cling to and to integrate more fully and more intently into their life? That is a great question. I think for me, it's embracing that your body has the ability to heal and that we need to embrace that over what the mainstream medical media is telling us mm-hmm. because I see our churches embracing the wrong thing and feeding into that fear by wearing masks and gloves in church and where that is a place of healing. That is a place of worship. That is a place where, we should be free and to walk into a church and be denied your basic human rights. Like if you're fine, not wearing a mask and gloves, then that should be okay in church. Mm -hmm. Like we should not feed into that fear. You know, you just made me think of something really quick and then we'll get over to you, Chris, is that, you know, our bodies were made to heal and sometimes there's something that gets in the way in the same way that we were made for union with God and sin gets in the way. And it's like, we have to remove that, that sin to restore that relationship with God. And we have to remove that thing that has inhibited our body from naturally healing. Um, And so if for people who say like, well, you know, my immune system's compromised or I don't want to upset someone who is immunocompromised and get them sick. And it's like, okay, stop looking at, at like, you have control over this and recognize that like, you need to take the step to um, help that person heal and become who that they were made to be, you know? Amen. I think for me, what I would like Christians to embrace is the mess that we live in, the reality Mm -hmm. that we live in. we have just as a society in general because we have first world problems we've become very comfortable and the world is very messy and it doesn't feel good all the time and i think as christians we've forgotten that suffering is a part of life and the fruit tends to come after the work after the suffering after the trial like you don't build muscle by lying around you build muscle by stressing your body out and working out after after the struggle after the trial um and i think it's important for us as christians to realize that there are trials and tribulations and it's okay to have hope during those times it's okay to see the end of the journey while you're in the middle of it and Mm -hmm to bring that hope to people. Just like Job. Just like Job. I, I, I do hope that, that people become more okay with the uncertainty of life. Right, because we, we can't know it all, we can't fix it all, we can't prevent it all. 
Yeah. You can't control it all. We're not in, we don't know. Right. We did not create the universe. Where were you when the foundation? (laughs) But the funny thing is, is that it's really only in those moments that your faith can actually grow. Like, it's easy to have faith when everything's fine. And it's hard to have faith when things aren't going the way you want them to go. It just, those, those are the moments when we're, those are the moments when your faith makes sense of the world, right? So it's like the church makes sense of, of, a, wor- of a suffering world and explains why suffering makes sense. Because if you take the church out of the world, then suffering is just suffering and there's no rhyme or reason to it. But the church helps us to understand why there's suffering in this world, why there's struggle, why there's tribulation, and um, what this journey is all about. And so I hope that we start to have that conversation more and more with people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think this will trigger that. I really, really do. People are going to be seeking something more and they're going to come back to that biblical foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. All right, Lori, will you close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to just talk, to share our hearts, to, to just give hope and love and joy to hopefully those people who are listening to us. We just hope that our words have brought you glory and that anything that's not from you, um, people just forget. We just thank you and we bless everyone who's listening today that they would live in faith and not in fear. And we cast out that fear in Jesus name and fill them with love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen.